Welcome to One Thought at a Time with Ian Travers, where we get curious about what makes us tick. Before I introduce our guest to you this time, I'm actually joined this side of the table by the multifaceted Ant Sahota. Hello, Ian. So this is, uh, this is something new, as you will have picked up from, from recent announcements. Um, so we are now co-hosting uh, in this episode. Um, so you're going to hear a little bit more about each of us. Absolutely. It's really exciting. And, um, and to be honest, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. So um, a start of something to come. And of course, uh, if you would like to catch up with Ant's episode, you can find that as episode 31 uh, of this podcast. So I'm delighted to uh, welcome our guest this week, um, is a woman who knows how to put health first. Welcome, Saima Hussain. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks ever so much for taking the time to join us. Um, and And for being the first person who is facing what seems like an interview panel of, yes. of two <laughs> interviewers. So uh, thank you very much for that. Let's start then by just telling us, uh, Saima, what do you do now? I am a personal trainer, so I work as a coach up in the city and I do a bit of online coaching, but I also like to run community projects as well. So that is basically what I do, as well as being a mum as well. So quite a lot to fill your yes. time with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's, a, yeah. she's a busy woman. Yeah, I'm very busy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll get into a bit more of the, the projects and stuff as, mm. as as we go forward. But what would be really good to do um, is to is to take us take us on the journey, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've known Simon for about ten years, close to ten yeah. years now, which is actually crazy to even yeah. think that we've known each other that long. <laughs> but um, yeah, we had to get you on this podcast because you've got an incredible journey. So Thank you. It'd be lovely to know a little bit more. Thanks. So, if you would. Just take us back as, as far as, as you feel the need and just tell us sort of some of the big influences that got you to where you are now. Uh, well, growing up, I, I never really had any key sort of influences from specific people as such. So let's just say athletes, for example. Um, there's always lots of influences around you look up to as role models. But for me... Um, there was never anyone specific in the South Asian community um, that I could really aspire to. And I always felt like there was a lack, something was missing. Um, and obviously I would love watching um, everyone compete and uh, support all the GB athletes when they're competing. I loved watching the Olympics growing up. But um, I just felt like there was a gap and... I guess if I'm honest, growing up, I always felt quite lost. Mm. And that would also come from living in a bit of a sheltered life, um, a strict family household, not having the same upbringing as most kids where you can go out and just sort of play with your friends mm. and go out for a bike ride, etc. It would be pretty much go to school, come home, do chores and repeat. Right. So I guess my circumstances, the hardship that I've had, has been my influence to get me where I am today. Okay. So in, in, that, in that period where it was, you know, coming from school, sort of do, you, do your chores, what was, the, what, what was that support network like at the time? There wasn't a support network. Right. Um, for a long time, I 
felt like my parents didn't really love me and I didn't quite get why they were bringing us up in the way that they did and it wasn't until much later in life that I realized that actually they just are doing what they think is best because they have learned from their parents and their society which is so different to mine um they grew up in Pakistan I've grown up here Mm. and for them to have to come to another country and everything is so different, they're going to be protective. So I always just thought like, oh my God, like my parents are so difficult and I can't have a life. Mm. Um, but then it was later on that I thought, okay, my dad obviously would say no and not explain the no, but now I get his reasonings behind why you can't go out at this time or why I don't want you working this late shift. Um, So there was no support network, hence probably why I felt like I developed anxiety from a very long, very young age. I would spend a lot of time by myself and just within my thoughts Mm. and just helpless, not really sure what to do. There wasn't anyone I could really turn to Mm. um, apart from school friends Mm. and school teachers, but then that came with, well, if I expose how I'm feeling, I'm going to feel ashamed and embarrassed. So I don't want to tell them that I'm going through things because it's just, they're not going to understand and I feel like I'm just going to look silly. So it was really hard to effectively show any kind of like emotion emotion side and also any kind of dreams or any kind of like uh, direction you wanted to go in. You couldn't really share that going forward. It's, yeah, and the thing with being at school, I loved being at school, but even my, I remember I had um, one particular, my tutor actually, I I, I didn't like her, because I always felt like she was very unsupportive as well, so I didn't have support from my tutor, because she kind of just thought, well, there's no point in you doing, you know, following this route, because you're never going to achieve it, so... From a very young age, I've had people sort of telling me, well, you can't do this. You mm. can't achieve that. Yeah. Um, I remember when I um, finished my GCSEs, my dad, you know, normally your parents would be happy and they'd be like, yeah, my daughter passed and my son passes GCSEs, etc." Like, oh, yeah, she's probably done all right. Wow. Yeah, that was in front of, yeah, that was in front of a guest that my dad had and Again, it was just like, I didn't quite understand. Like, mm. I don't get this parenting. Um, but I kept my mouth shut. And I just kind of sort of got along with it. And because that's what I kind of just knew, that was what I did um, at the time. And you, you mentioned that you, you kind of understand it now. What, what, what do you think, what, what was driving that? Why, why do you think that that was the relationship that, were, that you had with with your parents um I think it would all I think it must have stemmed from the relationship that my mum and dad had with their parents and also I didn't realize what my dad was going through at the time so obviously he had a lot of problems with his current work um he was working for a top bank which went into liquidation and there was a court case coming so I I'm oblivious to all the stresses he's got. So, you know, when you're going through something like that, you're going to take things out on the closest person, Mm. on your family, on your kids. 
and you have to hold it together. Mm. You have to hold face. And when you're amongst people in your community as well, so in the Islamic community, then you can't show these things. You've got to uphold a certain standard. And my dad was always someone that was very quite high up in that community. So I think my dad had a lot of pressure. Mm. And at the time, I didn't know that because I was just a young kid. So obviously telling us this and, and, and knowing what you've been through and how you dealt with it then, what are the key moments that you've taken to sort of bring you to the Saima that we all know now? So you know, what, what are those key moments been? I, well, I've got three kids. And for me, my goal with my kids has always been just be the best that I can be. And I don't want to be... As much as my parents are amazing and I love them, I don't want to parent them in the same way that I was parented. Mm. I want to set boundaries, but I want to give them freedom. Mm. I want them to experience life. So all the things that I couldn't have, I want them to have it. And all the things that I couldn't have then, I want for myself to have them. So not having the things that I didn't have, I've just made changes, adapted and thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it because if I don't, then I'll never know. Yeah. Sometimes there's <laughs> always been like kind of cases where I've thought that and I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not yeah. gonna do it, I'll <laughs> yeah. just wait. Um, and then then it's kind of like you get that itching kind of urge, you're like, you know, yeah, but it's it's still playing in my mind. And, and when something just keeps on coming back to you and back to you, I just think, right, I've got to go for it. And I've yeah. got to, if I don't make the changes, no one else is going to do it. So it very much sounds like you've taken the negativity and used that as a driving force yes. to get where you are now. Yeah. And that's been like the fundamental seed. Like you would say, yeah. it, you, that seed's been planted and it, maybe it was a negative one. Yeah. But you've still grown and you, yeah. you've learned from it and mm -hmm. you're using it to, to, to give you more life and, and, and new growth. Yeah. I say. I've always yeah. known that there is more out there. Um, so I got married when I was very young. And I remember this one particular um, night. It was um, January 31st. And um, it was the first night that we, first time that we had moved into a new flat. And I just remember sort of looking out the window thinking, I want more. <laughs> I, I don't want to be stuck in this situation. There is this massive world outside. Um, there are people traveling, there are people exploring. I might not get to do as much as other people, but I want more. And I've just got to somehow make changes. And that's just stuck with me. Yeah. So to, to go from that, where, where did you make that decision to, to go towards being a personal trainer? you know what because that that's a significant step mm. after i i've always been interested in sport and sport when i was in school was the one thing that i loved as well as my art classes so being creative in art and sports i would try and be in every club i possibly could because that was the only chance for me to actually have fun because <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't have it yeah i know i couldn't have fun outside the house because i wasn't allowed to go out yeah. so um when I separated and I kind of sort of picked myself up, you know, I left my marriage and I had two kids and I thought, right, I've got to get a job. I've got to sort my housing out. I didn't have anywhere to live. I, I spent 
two days driving around and asking p hotels if they could put me up, basically, because oh. I had like about 200 pounds in my account. Oh, wow. And I didn't know where to go. So then I kind of thought, okay, I need to take the bold step and just go to the council and say, right, I have no home and I've got two kids. So from then onwards, I thought I need to, once I've established getting a job, sorting my housing out, and I'm in a routine, I'll get myself back into fitness. I'll go and sign up to the local gym. Mm. So that's when I kind of came across um, the gym in New Morden, yes, where, yeah. <laughs> where I met um, my ex-partner. Uh, and he was like, oh, we, I do a boot camp, come and join. And this was something very different. I'd never experienced it. And it was fun. And I guess the PT element started then because I got back into fitness and I realized, well, I enjoy this and this is what I liked when I was a kid, mm. I had fun when I was a kid, and I'm having fun now. And it kind of just sort of stuck with me since then. And that was actually the, sorry, that was that's actually the met. time that we met. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. the time that me and Saima sort of, our energies collided. Yeah. And uh, I saw you bouncing around like a yeah, bean. Like yeah, clearly you'd was, found some type yeah. of energy there. Yeah. Because I could see it, and we were discuss we were both gymming at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it yeah, was nice, it was just yeah. a new lease of life. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Um, but there was obviously an element to my life at that point, which was just really hard. Um, so it was kind of like I was in this weird state of, I love this fitness element, but I'm emotionally drained mm. and I'm not happy. And it took me three years to kind of sort of get out of that, that kind of relationship and that phase to just then think, I'm actually really good at this mm. and I'm going to continue it. So there's a couple of things. There's so much to unpack in this. There's two things there that, you, that you've said. I, I'll say them now so that I, I, I don't forget them. But you mentioned this thing about having fun. Mm. It's a word that we don't use very often. No. Um, because it's all very grown up and we're not supposed <laughs> yeah, to have fun. So, have fun so we'll come back, we'll come back to the fun piece. <laughs> but the other one where you, you said the words, I'm good at this. Mm. Um, and that's another thing which we don't often say to ourselves. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. So, yeah. so having decided you you were good at this, mm. what what happened next? Uh, so, when that happened, I had come out of a relationship, mm. and I thought, and up until that point, I was helping um, teach boot camps. So I sat down and I was like looking for jobs and I'm thinking, God, I can't really apply for anything because I'm still studying. I'm still doing my level two, so no one's going to give me a job. <laughs> so I came across this um, advert for teaching boot camps and I just thought, you know what, give it a go. Applied for it, contacted them and I said, look, I'm currently doing my level two, but I really want to apply. Can I audition? prepped myself they said yeah come along I wrote a plan down got my cones and everything and went up and did an audition and and I had everything mapped out for a 15 minute workout five minutes in they're like right next oh, I, was no, like, no. I was like ah! I was like no I haven't got the job and I was like oh my god I just I'm like what am I gonna do so I sat there waiting and and um the gentleman that was running the 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 audition born who I'm still very good friends with um, he came up to me, goes, right, you got it. And I'm like, what? No but but I only did a fight. He goes, no, I, I, I've seen everything I need to see. 
And so they were like, right, just wait till you get your level two. I hurried up, I got that done. And then I just thought, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm going to do it on my own. And I will, if I need to look up anything, I'll research it. I'll YouTube it. I'll yeah. Google it. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> and my first class that I taught, I had 18 people that came. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. So I was excited. I thought, okay, this is a new class. Nobody knows me. It's in a new park. I'm away from where I used to do it before. So this is my chance to actually create something. And this will be my community. Mm. And it was just a fresh start. And um, luckily, uh, the community that I had were just wonderful. And it just grew and grew. And it gave me peace of mind that actually everything that I was doing up until that point, even though I was put down and I didn't believe in myself, actually, that was just nonsense because I was in the wrong... I was with the wrong people. Right. I was with people that didn't support me, that didn't believe in me or didn't like me and tried to dim my light. So, And that's more about them than yes, you. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and there's been lots of learning throughout my, my journey of being with the right people and not with the right people. Mm. Um, that has a huge impact on your mental health and your growth um, and your confidence. So... I just started doing boot camps and then I thought, right, let's get my level three done. I started working at a local gym. Um, it really sounds like you found your purpose. Yeah, in that fire. yeah, and I like did. The fire started to grow, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's like going through everything you went through when you were younger and not having that support system to kind of believing in yourself mm -hmm. and realizing that that self belief can take mm -hmm. you places. Yeah. And like you know, that is part of what we we always talk yeah, about yeah. off air is yeah. Is that like a lot of people don't have that self belief and we and and it's like. You have to have that fire and that confidence in yourself to move forward and mm -hmm. pick yourself up in mm -hmm. those bad times. And it's amazing, really, that you found yeah. that small little yeah, piece inside little, of you yeah. just to pick yourself up and to. It's to funny because uh, even though I did mm. and I was enjoying it and I was growing, I didn't still at that time believe in myself. Oh, you didn't? No. So, you, so I. You must have though, just a tiny bit, just to I, give you I, that. I, I guess I guess I must have because yeah. I kept going. Mm. But at the time, also, it was a case of, well, I need to do this as work because if I don't work, I'm not going to have any money coming in. I'm not going to pay the bills. So, so there was a there was yeah. a there was a secondary purpose yes. driving you, yeah. which so was that the... was the second. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm honest, I haven't actually. This is it's taken me a long time, and it's not until the last two years and this point to where I've got to now that I've actually felt proud of myself. And I think that's, it's this point where I've, I've actually started believing in myself. And so you should, because yeah. I mean, I, I've known you for close to 10 years and your journey to this point has been, and I say that to you every time I see you, and it's, 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 uh, it's the truth. Like, you know, you should be very proud of what, where you've got to and how you've got to it, considering what you've been through. And one of the most amazing facts is the fact that you try to empower other people doing yeah, that yeah, on social media. You took the step. I remember the step that you took on social media to go, you know what? It's I'm going to speak out about my experiences mm. and I'm going to try and connect and relate to people. Mm -hmm. And you do that now yeah. and you do that with success. Yeah. You know, and you've you you should be immensely proud of what mm. you've done and include and, and immensely proud of 
how your children yeah. have been, how, <laughs> oh. and how they are like her, her children and her, her family. Thank it's beautiful. You. I mean, I, I am just thinking about you yeah. know your children don't know what a great mum they've got, oh, <laughs> do thank they? You, you know, thank no, you. it's yeah. I mean, you 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 ooze your your, your passion on this as well. Um, it's it, yeah, it's it's great. Um, how does how do your clients benefit from this? Because you know they're they're working with someone who's had a very driven journey to get you where you are. How how do, how do they? What do you think they see? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I would like to think that they see my passion and my drive. Yeah. And for me, when I coach my clients, it's really important that they come out of a session feeling good mentally mm. as well as physically so I've I've kind of had the time where I've beasted clients and I've made them feel like oh my god they're absolutely exhausted and they can't walk and they're sweating loads but over the years I've grown a lot and for me I think it's important that you feel like you've accomplished something in mm. every session even if you're having a bad day um, and you rock up and you only have 40% to give, that 40% is your 100% for that day. Mm. And that is a huge thing and you need to acknowledge it. So for me, I want my clients to be feeling like they're acknowledged, that they are aware that I see their progress, no matter how much they can give on that day. And it's important to just be open and honest about your journey. So I'm very much like, you know, if you need someone to talk to, I'm always here. Like, I will be honest with them and say, I'm here to listen to you mm. um, and share your your journey with you. And if you come to me and you're not feeling like you can go ahead with this session, then we'll, we'll find out why. Yeah. Because it's when you start training, it's there's always a bigger reason behind it. Yes, we want to look good and we want to tone and we want might want the six pack, but there's always a bigger yeah. element behind it and it mainly is fears, insecurities, worries, mental health. Um, that's usually the bigger drive behind it. And as Ant was saying, I've, I became very open about my, myself. I've done stories where I've said, look, I'm feeling really down today. Mm. I'm... I'm I don't I feel lost and I feel absolutely worthless I've cried on social media and we don't see enough people showing these no. things and if you see I mean you can see lots of celebs might do it but then celebs I almost feel like even though they're at that stage at that higher sort of ranking let's say they it doesn't almost seem like they're normal people like us mm. so it doesn't seem as relatable you might kind of think, yeah, but, you know, you can go on holiday and buy, or buy yeah. yourself this or something. Yeah. But when you see someone you know, then it's kind of like, oh, I didn't realise she's going through that or yeah. he's going through that. But then they rock up and they do their job and they're making it work. Yeah, I, I think there's so much to that, you know. I mean, the more the more I, I learn in, in the years in this in this space of sort of mental fitness, if you will, um, we have no idea what is going on mm. behind people's eyes. I don't think I've ever invested time in getting to know someone without realising that they've got battles. Um, and yeah, and, and the other thing, it's, it, it's really refreshing um, 
to talk about as well is the fact that it's actually okay to have bad days, mm. bad weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's the it's one important. thing that when I see your stories, it, it makes, it, I connect with it instantly because mm. you think to yourself, well, like people don't showcase this mm. enough. And it's, uh, in fact, it's, it's motivational in the sense of like, you do, it's, you go, it's okay to feel bad. Mm. It's okay yeah. to feel like this. How can I pick myself up? And, and uh, yeah, I think it's a, a really good way to connect mm. with people and also to mo- motivate them. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, you're to, to keep going, to keep going and going and going and yeah. then, you know, get up again and get up and get back into it, whatever that it is. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's, mm. it's you know, finding that thing that sh- which drives you forward. Um, oh, that's, that's great. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> Do you, do you use similar strategies uh, as a parent? I guess, yes. Um, yeah, I would say so, because my eldest two, she has um, finished uni and she was very unsure as to what she wanted to do. And my second daughter, she's in her second year and she's kind of questioning whether she wants to continue doing law or not. And... For me, I'm very much like, I will support you no matter what. As long as you are always true to yourself and you enjoy what you're doing and you put everything into it and you're happy and you're content, then that's all that matters. You don't go on the, uh, don't go getting a job because it's gonna give you 60k a year but you're going to be stressed you're much better off having a job where you earn half that money but if you can have peace peaceful life if you can enjoy yourself if you have good mental health and you work on your mental health then that's more beneficial to you in the long run um i don't want to put pressures on my kids but i always want them to go and follow their their heart so my youngest boy, he's actually into Formula One a lot. Yeah. And um, he does sometimes say like, oh, mom, do you think it's too late for me? And I'm like, it's never too late. Never too late. Never too late. You can start whenever you want. I'm here to help you as much as I can. Like, whatever your dream is, just go and pursue it. Because if you don't, then you're just going to sit back and think, well, why didn't I do it? There's a great guy I was chatting to um, with him and his mum last week, a guy called uh, Joss. Uh, I think Joss is now nine um, and he is into karting and he's doing really, really well. So shout out to, uh, to Joss. Uh, you know who you are uh, on here. Um, and um, yeah, he'd love to be an F1. Wow. So why not? Exactly. Why not follow I mean, that? With Noah, I said, um, when he started getting into F1, I thought, okay, let me take him down to Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz World. It's just down the road took him there and his eyes were kind of like lighting up and he was a little bit like kind of shy as well at the same time but he was kind of looking around and then I said to him well look if we need to get you an apprenticeship or something let's look into it if you I'll try and see what contacts I can make and sort of people I can get in touch with like I will help you as much as I can but it's got to be your passion yeah and it sounds like such a contrast of what you've went through when you yeah, were a kid yeah yeah I, like I know just, I will bend over backwards yeah, for my kids it just sounds it's like you've, you, you've gone full circle and, yeah. you, and you're giving that back which I think yeah. is I, I yeah. they can't ask for more and I've I got to yeah. got to go back to that word about fun again mm. I think it's you know you, you clearly 
are having fun. <laughs> I mean, that's not that every day's fun, right? You yeah. know, because, you know, we, again, this thing, you know, life has ups and downs and challenges mm. and not, but it's so important, isn't it, to, mm. to, to have fun. And, I, you know, and I know, you know, I'm sure people listening to this sometimes we're hearing this talk about fun we're thinking oh you you're not living in the real world you know it's really hard out here yeah but fun can just be that smile you have on your face when um something comes on the radio mm. or, or the podcast or something that someone does makes you smile mm. or it, yeah it doesn't have to be big stuff but we've no. got to find space haven't we for it being like when you're adults you're just kind of like oh well you're grown up and you just ha- you don't have time for fun when did and, it suddenly go yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's like yeah, where's, it? where's, it? where's <laughs> it in the syllabus I'm getting there we must check somewhere <laughs> somewhere in, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah on the on the advent of this birthday yeah. the fun is over no, yeah. it's, no it's not and yeah. I think <laughs> um, I was saying chatting to Anne earlier like uh, obviously what I'm currently doing right now I'm hoping to sort of expand into a few more projects but one of the elements of that is for grown-ups to have fun um because when you're a kid it's that's all you want to do because that's all you know and we forget that we forget to be kids and and that's why I loved being in all my school um sport teams because it was just fun and there wasn't the pressure of well you know we don't at the time, like for me, you know, we don't want Simon on our team because she's brown or we don't want Simon on our team because she's a girl. It was like, she's good at this. Let's get her on our team. Um, and that's all I knew at yeah. the time. So I was very lucky in that respect. Um, so why why shouldn't we have fun doing sports? Yeah, why yeah. shouldn't we have fun lifting weights and, yeah. you know, and, and doing crazy challenges and stuff? Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of this, if you... If you can discover your why, mm. somewhere along the line, you know, you said s- some people, you know, they're doing this to get a six pack or to whatever, but but why? Mm. And I think most if you can click with your why, that actually becomes fun. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it also constitutes to what we what we say a lot between us is the mental fitness side. Mm. Is a lot of people focus on say the the physical aspect of things, but having a bit of fun in your life mm. and having a bit of doing whatever it might be, you know. It gives you that just element of that mental that mental fitness just gets ticked and you yeah. and you end up being able to sort of have that balance of life, you know. And I think it gives you a bit more motivation mm-hmm. to do the things you want to do and and that yeah. fire. So it's just yeah. It's, Who doesn't laugh or smile yeah. running downhill? Yeah. <laughs> or is that just me? Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that's just, just you. you. <laughs> we could go on and on I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start drawing it to to uh, to its end uh, I've got a couple of uh, questions which we like okay. to ask okay. as part of this so that the first question is let's assume we could conquer time travel mm-hmm. and you could write um, the younger Simon a letter for mm-hmm. you to find when you were younger what would you write in it knowing what you know now what would you say to yourself uh i would be honest and say it's going to get tough before it gets better you're going to have hard times but through those hard times you are going to grow and learn from all of those hardships and continue to be 
who you are true to yourself. You're going to be that Simon that was a kid throughout all of it. And you'll come at the end of it through the tunnel, having learned so much about yourself and you will be in a strong, positive position than you would ever realize you will be. Mm. Um, I think I would just reassure the younger Saima that you will still be who you are later down the line, but it's just gonna take some struggles. But through those struggles, you're gonna come out on top. That's lovely, yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love that sentiment as well, the, the recognition that it isn't actually a linear line and mm. it's all sweetness and roses. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Super. What a note. Stamp it. See, yeah, no, no, I, know. I, know. I love that. I, I love do. that. <laughs> we should actually have... Oh, there's our note. Should give it yeah, back to you. yeah, I should do. <laughs> so the very last uh, part of the podcast in, in, in this series, we've been asking um, previous guests to leave a question for the next guest. Um, so I'd like to invite you to think of a question that you might like a future guest to answer. Okay. Do I say that now? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> um, I would like to ask, what is one fear that you currently have that you are not working on and why? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I might be thinking about that on the train. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. Thank you for that. So, uh, my last question then is one left by a okay. previous guest, which is if tomorrow you could find five minutes for yourself or five minutes more, if you already do do that. Where would it come from? Where would you find five minutes or five more minutes of you time? Where would it come from? That's a tough one to answer because... Because time shifting isn't... isn't uh, yeah, <laughs> it's... Made up yet. It's, yeah, it's a tough one because I know I'm... And I had this conversation with a friend two days ago. I can be very bad at setting boundaries with having time for myself, which I think has stemmed from COVID. Mm. I think we spoke about this mm. as well. And being self-employed, um, I find that my brain's always ticking. So usually if I'm feeling flat out and exhausted and I need to go and do something else, I think, okay, look, I'm just gonna sit on the sofa for five minutes breathe and then I'm going to get up and go and do something else so that is usually how I find five minutes if I just need that quick little breath of air mm. to before I go and do something else which I think is something that I need to work on a lot um but I will try and find five more than five minutes tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> that's great um it's been an absolute pleasure talking Likewise. to you uh, really has. Thank you yeah, so much for coming thank on. Thank you for having me, Ian and Anne. Great. Yeah. Very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wonderful story. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> so this has been One Thought at a Time with Ian Travers and Anthony Sohota. <laughs>
so thanks for listening. Please do remember to like and subscribe. And if you have been, thanks for listening. <laughs>